0: This is an epic episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quiz. It's the quiz? The big There's
1: quiz. a
0: quiz? The big quiz. I told you about the big quiz.
1: Who's answering the question? You are.
0: Um, <laughs> it was going to be both of us, but then I saw the question. <laughs> so it's just you. <laughs> okay, Here. this so is ga- fine. Big but gardening quiz, right?
1: Good grief.
0: There's only four questions.
1: This episode, we're like, 30 seconds in, and it's already taken a turn I wasn't expecting. Okay, Axil.
0: Right. What do you want? Axil. Oh, what God, is it? I
1: thought you were going to ask me to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: does it mean? There's a big prize. <clears throat> is there? What's no, the there's pi- not. It's an all expenses paid trip to Disneyland Paris using the sponsorship money. Might I remind you, we don't have a sponsor, so it's looking <laughs> unlikely it's going to be any time soon. You're not allowed to drink tea to to just waste time thinking. Okay. I need the answer now.
1: Axel, what does it mean?
0: A-X-I-L. Um,
1: um uh, It's a... Bit of a plant. Oh, it is. Ooh. Was that just a guess. No, it wasn't. It was a vague, distant memory of biology class at school.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, leaf axil is the joint between the leaf and stem on a plant. So that's yes. The bit, I think that normally secretes nectar, right? One point. This cafe. area is where shoots often emerge. So it's the an example would be tomatoes, where the shoot coming from the axil is the side shoot, the bits that you nip out. That yes. comes from an axil. Well done. Okay. Um, oh, <clears throat> <okay. Chitting>.
1: shitting. Shitting?
0: <laughs> if you're French. Uh, shitting. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, chitting. Chitting. Oh, well that's when you put tomato, um, potatoes. Same family Recovered, though. Oh, yeah. When you put potatoes, um, in sunlight, yes. often in egg boxes before you plant them. Egg boxes? Yeah, because then they stand up nicely and the little eyes um On the potatoes, yeah, those ones, um turn into little shoots
0: eyes oh.
1: um, and that's the growing shoot, and then it just gives them a couple of weeks' advance. Do
0: you know what's tragic is that farmers don't chit anymore There are
1: I often don't chit
0: hundreds of thousands of those chitting trays. Just rotting and pile pile you see them tons here in Lincolnshire, piles and piles and piles, like huge warehouses full of them because they don't bother anymore because they just chuck them in the ground with fertilizer
1: huh. to
0: force them. Yeah.
1: But does it make an there's a bit of controversy about whether it makes any difference what as chitting? well? Yeah, oh, whether really? it's even worth doing fertilizer or not. That's
0: kind of interesting because one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was sort of old wives' tales yeah. and, and oldy things.
1: Where does it even come from? Like what, what kind chitting? of what, chit it chit-, chit. One moment. Please hold, caller.
0: Use my brand non specific iPad. (laughs) That doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Tablet. Uh, It's English, chitting. Right. Uh, The present participle of chit, obviously. Uh, Middle English. Chit is a young animal cub whelp from Old English. Chitin, chitin, sitten, from Photo Germanic. Kitina, young okay, animal form kid. Okay,
1: that's enough information. Oh, kid, right, so it's like kid. So there's
0: two, Chit. so initially, the, the root is a child or babe, young, small or insignificant person or animal, which develops into, uh, later, the embryonic growing bud of a plant, so it's, it's a that small thing sense. that grows up, right? Huh. Really cute, isn't it? There
1: we go. So I get that point as well, for the quiz, so I'm...
0: Well, I sort of helped out, so Two it's half points.
1: Totally knew it There's already
0: Only need two more. Okay. Uh, they're random, just tell me I'm just stop.
1: <laughs> stop?
0: <laughs> oh, that's petal, you're not having that one. Oh, peduncle.
1: Peduncle.
0: P E D U N C L E.
1: What a wonderful Cute, isn't word. It? word. I've never um, heard it before. Um, well, I mean, would you use it as in, oh, I've got a terrible peduncle? Or would you use it as <laughs> Is this a
0: question you're genuinely asking Could you me pass on?
1: me that peduncle or... Oh dear, my flowers have peduncled.
0: You, um, uh, is it a None na- of those. Oh, so it's... <laughs> but if you want to, you could.
1: So it's not... Is it a noun or... Back a to your biology
0: again. Peduncle is a stem-like structure that branches into a number of pedicels or pedicels, probably pedicels. They occur in tomatoes when we've split trusses or multiple branching trusses, as commonly found in cherry tomatoes. Oh, so it's the it's that bit. It's the almost like the bronchioles.
1: Oh, I see. There's
0: a peduncle, I think. A stem-like structure that branches into a number of pedicels.
1: Peduncle. Yeah, it's a great so if word. If you could
0: remove the tomatoes from the peduncle, if you can hear chomping in the background, Woody, my dog puppy, is over there amusing himself with a little chew toy. Bless him. Right, one more. Okay. <clears throat> See if you can...
1: Yeah, because then I could be three out of four.
0: Two and a half. Um, oh. oh, this is a good one. This mm. is a really good one. Oh, no, it's not. Wait. Oh. Me, uh, not that one. Wait. Uh, you're a great uh, quiz master, thank Jess. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you're not having organic or ovary or pathogen um oh, uh, You're just
1: finding one I can't answer. No,
0: no, that's not what I'm doing. Um tell what he's doing. I can't say that one. Um Pollard.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 I know this one. To not po-
0: Pollard. <laughs>
1: to pollard um, is when you cut trees in a particular way so that they are they have a standard, like a empty a bare root. Bay trunk. Right. um, Not a bare root, like a bare trunk and then often a square of trees, of leaf above it.
0: Succinctly, it's simply a tradition, forestry or woodland practice whereby the branches are removed for firewood or construction use. So it's actually very specific, the term pollard, because I would have said the same thing. Pollarding is stripping it all back in order to do something, but actually it's just the act of removing branches specifically for firewood or construction. Okay. Easy, interesting, isn't it? Subsequent regrowth is then above the grazing height of deer and other browsers. <laughs>
1: browsers. <laughs> I'm a, I'm browsing. Right? I'm a deer, I'm just browsing <laughs> for leaves. Um, so three out of four, thank you very much.
0: Okay, so you win. What do I win? The all expenses paid trip to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, Paris. yes, this
1: is true. Oh, yes, I forgot. Yes. Lucky me.
0: Lucky you. Woohoo. Come on, sponsors. I you like could ask quiz. Disney for that a sponsorship. Was, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> That would get us there wouldn 't it <laughs> I like all those old sayings that and there and gardening and outdoorsy stuff is tons uh, is full of outdoor uh, sorry is full of odd phrases it 's
1: totally weird is. things like chitting 's a bit of a weird one yeah, isn 't it chitting. Have you heard the um, seven what is it one year 's seed seven years
0: weed you said this yesterday, and i 've never heard of that. What I, does it mean I
1: like that it means if you um, don't if a flower, a weed flowers and sets seeds, oh
0: crikey, and
1: you don't catch it, yes, before it sets, so that's one year of weed, yes, you will have weeds, yes, for seven years afterwards. So that
0: the seeds absolutely happens, right?
1: Yeah, what are those
0: annoying bloody purple flowers, the really tiny little ones?
1: Oh, forget me nots, they're beautiful. No, no,
0: no, 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 the okay. weeds, and they grow really tall and they can get really thick and bushy. And their seeds are all wispy and a bit like dandelions, but long Uh, and they go everywhere. That's
1: the thing about, I mean, that's why they're weeds, isn't it? That they are so good at sowing, that spreading their seed around. Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember one year um, when I first started gardening, there were tons of them. I was ripping them up and all the seeds were going everywhere. And of course, I didn't think anything of it. These white bits everywhere, ripping all these things up there's all these. they just looked untidy on the soil. It was all mm. white. So I was digging them all in, so that oh, the soil looked <gasps> lovely. <laughs> Basically, going there, they off you go, grow. <laughs> <laughs> and the next 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 year, forest of weeds. Oh no, yeah, <clears throat> that's amazing. I have loads of those. Did your mum or your grandma have like um, little phrases, little garden oh, things? Oh yes. Like,
1: well, not so much phrases, but kind of folklore. Yes. Um, uh, like you must plant your potatoes, once you've chittered them, um, on Easter, on Good Friday.
0: Oh yes, there are loads of things like that.
1: Which is daft
0: because Good Friday moves. Oh yes, it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> does it?
1: So it could be March or it could be yeah. April or it could, like... I suppose
0: a lot of things... Historically, gardening or otherwise, actually come from uh, have a lot of uh, overhang from religious practices. Yeah, don't they? and
1: also I suppose if you're working and you've got a day off because it's Good Friday, ah, then it's a good yeah. day to get stuff. Like even on the like the first May Bank holidays, yes. traditionally when I do uh, four days of gardening or yeah. three days, of, actually over Easter as well, because it's such a good time. Because if you to don't, don't do it on done. that
0: day, you'll forget because yeah. you're busy or at work or whatever. So exactly. it's kind of got it some logic in it, I suppose. Do you yeah, have yeah. any? No. Um, my, my, my grandma's model of gardening was stick it in and it's got two choices. That was sort of, that was what she did. That's a saying for life she just sort well. of just, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. She just sort of, yeah, she went, oh, blow it. You know, just, yep. it's not done very That's well, true. she just hook it out or... And actually, I should probably garden a bit more like my grandma because she was so relaxed about it. She'd, oh, well, it didn't work out or I'll oh, stick it in, try another yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, she, she'd do the most ridiculous things. I mean, talk about, you know, living with hope. You know, she'd sort of pull a bit of leaf off and go, oh, put it in the ground, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just waste not one yeah, <laughs> But
0: probably there were an awful lot of things that happened, you know, that's why she carried on doing that's it. You're so like, oh, true. look, I've got a calathea in the garden from that <laughs> end of a leaf that I stuck in. <laughs>
1: um, but there are lots of those, like, rules that apparently... This is Woody getting quite exercised in the background, if you can hear off, noises off. Um, there are lots of like the Good Friday thing about what you should do and things you shouldn't do and I'm never totally sure if they're real like there's this thing about not picking parsnips until after the first frost though I did read that some presumably quite bored scientists did (laughs) did some research parsnip lovers yeah and found that it's true, they're sweeter after the first really? frost. Because it helps break down, like release the sugars or something like but
0: that. But the first frost for me for picking the parsnips actually is really exciting because yeah. it coincides with about Christmas. Yeah. And so it's really nice to, uh, I leave them there, forget about them. As soon as it's frosty, it just reminds me, of, oh great, I can start picking yeah. the parsnips to eat.
1: Exactly, we get a, like we that. get a first frost sort of late November time when we are. And, um, and you're right, it makes you save the parsnips yeah. as well for leaner times, which is a good thing.
0: What about things like, um, things? Because that's not that—that's real, right? So rhubarb, for example. I wonder even how that came about. I wonder if that was an accident.
1: What forcing rhubarb? Yeah, yeah. It must have been an accident. And then
0: it? they went, oh look, I've got rhubarb early. I'll use it. Oh gosh, that's much sweeter than it is later in the year. That yeah. it always Quick, happens.
1: Let's make extremely expensive and beautiful terracotta brushes yeah. to cover. But why them in?
0: are they so expensive? That's nuts. That is. I it?
1: wonder if they must be quite difficult to make. I if you're, you're unaware, that. to force them, we should explain. Yeah. To force rhubarb, uh, you have to exclude light. And the reason you would do that is because it makes the plant panic and it focuses all its attention and energies on sending up very sweet stems that are beautiful and pink and delicious to try and find some light for the leaves so that it can chlorophyll, blah, 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 photosynthesize. Um, But you need to exclude light but without restricting height, which is why you have these beautiful dome cloches of terracotta that cost a small fortune. Crazy
0: amounts of money. From
1: garden centres and lovely online shops, but they are very beautiful.
0: I wonder if it's because rhubarb was for the rich. Was it? Well, I don't know. I'm just wondering why you would forcibly make people pay so much money for something that ultimately could be anything. You could put an upturned dustbin on it and it would still do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and you
1: can often put upturned dustbins on it yeah. it. yeah. But
0: then, so why is it that rhubarb is so incredibly bitter and horrible and woody and yucky later in the year? Can't you just keep forcing it? What? it's horrible. Oh, it's gorgeous! I felt terrible. I like was a neighbour. I cut all of it. We had tons of rhubarb at the farm and I cut it all up um, and, you know, gave it to them in big bundles. And then we had one one night, and I thought, oh my god, I feel really bad, because it was woody and stringy, and oh, it was horrible. Gorgeous earlier in the year.
1: Texture doesn't sound. So rhubarb is a bit temperamental. You can't force it all year round, because it takes, A, you need the plant to be quite well established before you try and force it. Because yes. it uses, it drains it of so much energy. Yeah. It takes so much energy. So you can't do it to the whole plant, because you just kill it. Oh, um, and then... That's you,
0: why you always have a bundle next to it growing. Exactly, yeah. Ah.
1: So then also you can take the cloche off and have a main crop with yes. the whole plant between sort of... So the forced bit happens kind of January to Marchish. Oh, so you, like now? Well-ish. Oh,
0: I'm going to go cloche. Yeah,
1: well, you might be... We might be on... Um, oh, we're too
0: late now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I think we might End be on main it. crop. Yeah, so then you have main crop between kind of... March April but by about July you have to stop picking it I'm sorry to disappoint
0: oh oh that's why because it was like August
1: yeah that'll be why so you need Late to, August. it might be all right it September. tends to get a bit woody later in the season Yes, yeah, September but also you need to leave the plant to recover from the growing and all the stress you've put it under and then it'll come back next year Happily, or not in your case,
0: because public apology to all the rhubarb that I've put under undue stress and uh, probably bullied. Sorry.
1: I love rhubarb.
0: Oh no, I really love it too. It doesn't like me. I'm thinking about it. I've been a bit of a rhubarb abuser.
1: Uh, quick rhubarb recipes. Oh. Um, rhubarb often it's in puddings. Lovely. Yes, lovely. Um, but really nice as a savoury option as well. Treat it a bit like an alternative to apple sauce with pork. So, um, stew it or just pop it in some vinegar Wait. and water, um, vinegar and sugar and leave it for a bit and then use that as a kind of, yeah, like a, as a condiment.
0: Okay, very quickly, 30 seconds, because we've got something else to do before we, we go. Have? Um, tell me how you stew rhubarb properly, because I have had conflicted information and I don't think I ever do it properly.
1: You want it to stay whole as you stew it, rather than disintegrate So, disinter- if I want to put into... it in a,
0: say I want a rhubarb crumble, mm-mm, yum it. Um, hat, but and you have to stew it first, right? Yes. To break it down a little bit.
1: Well, yes, but I think the knack is to keep it, cut it into battens, and you want yes. the battens to stay whole. Baton. Baton <laughs> way, and you want the batons to batons to stay whole rather than disintegrate into that kind exactly, of stringy that mush. Yeah, don't want mush. that yeah. so. Um, saucepan, wide, shallow saucepan oh. or frying pan oh, yes. of water.
0: Lovely. Um, of wi- water? Water
1: and sugar, if you like, because that adds a lovely sweetness. Uh,
0: and wait, sorry, just to be really clear. So yeah. just like you would boil potatoes, that kind of water, like a, a load of water.
1: water. Uh, shallow, maybe an inch and a half
0: deep. Oh, okay. So they're just sort of in floating a in a bit of water. a wide pan. So,
1: well, we haven't put them in yet. No, we've
0: not put them in yet. Um,
1: so water, maybe some sugar, yes. maybe some rosemary in there as well to, like... Perfume the water a bit, bring that to the boil. Yes, turn the heat off. Yes, put your batons, yes. of rhubarb in, maybe two inches yes. long. Put a lid on, leave it for then they'll poach if you like for maybe oh. 50, 10, 15 minutes off the heat. Wow and they will be just cooked through. You've still gorgeous. got to treat them a bit delicately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be just cooked
0: through. Perfect, that's what I want. There you go. Quick question on taking it off the heat. When you say take it off, do you mean turn the heat off and yeah. leave the pan where it was? Or remove the pan from the already hot bit?
1: Either will work.
0: Okay, great. It's What's like... your favourite smell?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Talking uh, of rosemary. <laughs> uh, well, rosemary's quite up there. To, tomatoes, tomato vines tomato specifically. Vine,
0: which is... Basically, the smell of a greenhouse.
1: Mm, it's the smell of childhood with my dad as well.
0: Oh, I love nostalgic smells. And
1: it sticks on your hands and you get that amazing iridescent yeah. green and,
0: oh. I have a, a wonderful childhood smell which is Pond's hand cream, which my grandma used to use. It's the one with the yes. little bee on the lid.
1: Yes, um, my grandma used a lid, trick, but... so it's the same kind of, okay. yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, vine tomato is my greenhouse smell. Is just my. It's just instantly is like oh, I'm with my people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: um, actually, which uh, we have coming up, I'm gonna um, uh, I'm gonna sh- share with you a bee frame, a frame from a beehive. Oh. And. Uh, I bet that s- smells insane. The, sm- the kind of heady smell of wax and honey and um, kind of buttery nectary. Beautiful. Whoa. Yeah, there's. Um, I can't get the word out. I mean, this is terrible. You know when you when you're trying to think of a word and there's another word going me me and you're like no no if you could just no, no no me 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 now I can't get <laughs> I can't get petrichor or patchouli out of my head. Propolis, thank you. Those
1: are excellent Thanks. words. Thank you.
0: Um, <laughs> they would be my three children if I ever have kids. <laughs> Patchouli, propolis, and Petricor. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't be much more middle class, could they? Imagine three dogs. What are your dogs called? Oh, a uh, patchouli, petricor, and propolis. <laughs> <laughs> and they would all be spaniels. We don't need to go down this way. We don't route, need so to go
1: this way. They would
0: be poodles. They
1: totally yeah. would
0: be poodles. <laughs> With a different colour barrel. Really there.
1: vain <laughs> ones. <laughs> Patrullus stole my bow. <laughs> oh, dear. We've massively digressed. We were talking about we fragrances, yes. favourite smells. So Yours rosemary, is.
0: I think there is a particular hand cream of a brand that we both know uh, that uses rosemary a lot. And it's stunning. I do love a rosemary. Rosemary's mm. really good in the shower. Feels like invigorate. Rosemary, yeah. basil. Yeah. They're kind of, they're, they're comforting, but they, they're a bit invigorating. They wake you up.
1: I'm, I'm sad they don't make it in candles, but my, one of my favourite childhood smells especially is slightly musty conkers.
0: There is a candle that smells like smoke. Is nasty conkers. I can't wait to buy it for you. I'll buy you a candle, not Thanks. a plant. But I'll buy you a candle.
1: Thanks. I would love that because I remember like obsessively collecting conkers as a child. Yes. My mum must have loved it. She took me to the park. Gave me an old Tesco's bag and was like, fill your yeah, boots, you kiddo. Yeah. I never did anything with them, but kilos also and kilos of them. And, and then they stay in the bag and they go a bit musty and did a you bit mouldy.
0: The oh. Conkers. Uh, there's a video on, on my YouTube channel about this. Conkers can be used uh, because they have a natural enzyme in, inside them that, if you extract, is basically washing detergent. You can no. use it instead of washing detergent. So you get your conkers, cut them in half, be very careful because they are hard and the knife might slip, but you need a a hard knife. Or you could use a little hacksaw, I suppose, like in a vice. Right. Anyway, cut them in half, (laughs) put them in a jar, fill the jar up with water, give it a shake and leave it. And shake it every day, just a little bit shake. After a week, the enzymes leak into the water and you can use the water in your washing machine just like washing detergent and it is exactly the same. Wow. Incredible. No smell. Yeah, stunning.
1: Now I've found a use for conkers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cool, channel it? my young And if you self think about it, it they're, they're free
0: them. without any damage to nature, because yeah. the tree just sheds them, so they're all there on the bottom of the floor. So yeah. You can go off and gather them and use them. And I don't know how long it stores for. I've never stored it for a long period of time, so I don't know if you could. But conkers store, right?
1: Yeah, if you don't leave them in the could bag. Could you
0: freeze a conker?
1: We'll find out. Mm. I feel like we might have some disgruntled squirrels. Stay
0: tuned. <laughs> squirrels eat conkers.
1: They buried them, didn't they? are you thinking of acorns? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>